This is a Federal News Network podcast. Back in March, Washington attorney Heidi Barakowitz filed a class action suit to get hazardous duty pay for federal employees exposed to a virulent biologic. COVID-19, that is. Now the case has gained more plaintiffs. For an update, Ms. Barakowitz joins me now. Good to have you back. Thank you for having me. Now, it seems like so long ago, but it was only March that this pandemic kind of struck. So review for us the lawsuit that you had filed at that time on whose behalf and where did it file and what was it seeking? We filed a class action complaint in the Court of Federal Claims here in Washington, D.C., seeking hazardous duty pay for federal employees. At the time when we filed the complaint back in March, it was early on during the days of the pandemic. Um, And we had just five plaintiffs from three different locations, Um, an employee who worked for the Department of Veterans Affairs at a hospital in Portland, um, a USDA employee, a food and safety health inspector who was going into meat packing plants, um, and then three employees who worked for the Bureau of Prisons in Oakdale, Louisiana, which at the time was the first prison that was really hit hard by the pandemic. That case, then, what is the status of it? How long does it take for these things to even get a court date? Well, the case is still uh, making its way through the normal process in court. Um, I think sort of the most unfortunate thing is when we filed this case, um, I really hoped, you know, there's already a statute on the books that entitles these employees to hazardous duty pay. And we hoped that the government would do the right thing and pay these employees who are risking their lives to go out and keep the country running, keep the rest of us safe and alive, Um, or that Congress would pass legislation um, if the executive branch wasn't going to do it to make sure these employees get the pay to which they deserve. Quite frankly, hazardous duty pay isn't even enough for what the federal workforce is going through. Um, They're getting sick. Thousands and thousands of federal workers have gotten sick. Hundreds have died. Yes, and the hazardous duty provision gives them what under the statute? to hazardous duty pay. Um, So if you're a GS employee, for example, uh, and you are exposed to a virulent biological, which we contend COVID-19 is, um, and I think even the government um, concedes that it is, you're entitled to 25% of your base pay. And then, of course, that increases the rate at which you're paid for overtime. And these federal employees in the really hard-hit locations are just working exhaustive amounts of overtime. Um, You know, employees in the Bureau of Prisons, if they haven't caught it and gotten sick themselves, they're working 16 hours a day, day after day after day. And now there has been some developments from your end of the case. You've added plaintiffs, correct? We've added additional plaintiffs. So now we have 22 representative plaintiffs from different agencies, Um, and components and locations around the government. Um, And it's heartbreaking that we had to do this, quite frankly, because this just shows how widespread the problem is. Um, It's getting worse, and it's spreading. It's not getting better. Um, And people who were not affected in March are now being hit quite hard with it. Um, And it's, um, quite frankly, it's outrageous. The, The problems that I heard in March Um, I'm continuing to hear again today. Um, You know, I mentioned one of the original plaintiffs was from a federal prison in Oakdale, Louisiana. Um, And the things that I heard in March in Oakdale and what I heard the government saying was, this is the first place this has happened. You know, we're 
we're learning, we don't know what to do. Well, they're making the same mistakes today. Um, there's a prison, for example, there's several, but just as one example, there's a prison in Miami, Florida, that's hit hard. It had no COVID cases whatsoever. Um, and in a matter of days, it skyrocketed, the number of inmates and staff in the prison who've had it. And I hear the same mistakes being made um, that I did back in March. We've learned nothing. The government has not improved its response among the federal workforce. We're speaking with Heidi Barakowicz. She's with the law firm Caligarvi, Choosy, Newman, and Fitch. And if you have 20 plaintiffs in a class action suit, what does that mean? And, and should they win the back pay, win the 25% differential? What about everyone else in the same agency? Well, eventually we're going to have to have a sign-up process, and we're working on getting that um, running. Again, when we filed the case in March, we really hoped the government would just do the right thing and pay these employees the money to which they're absolutely entitled. Nothing would have made me happier than have to withdraw this complaint um, because the employees were getting the pay to which they deserve for going to work and risking their lives. Um, unfortunately, that hasn't happened. Um, so we'll go forward with a case and do everything we can to protect these workers and get them that pay to which they're entitled. Um, anything else that we can do to help them. Um, my heart breaks, quite frankly, every time I hear a story about, you know, what these employees are going through. Um, so eventually we'll have a sign-up process. Um, you know, we anticipate the case could have as many as, a, you know, 100,000 employees, unfortunately, people that are going to work and being exposed to COVID-19. Because when you have sued the government on behalf of federal employees for pay, back pay from federal shutdowns, you did have signups, and I think some of those ballooned to 20, 30, 40,000 plaintiffs. So do you anticipate something happening like this again here with, with the pandemic? Yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, um, I think that this could be even more widespread um, because the, the litigation that we pursued on behalf of federal workers during the shutdown, that was limited to just employees who were required to go to work and were not paid on time. So those essential workers, again, the Bureau of Prisons, um, ICE, uh, you know, TSA workers, people that had to, even though uh, the shutdown was going on, they still had to go to work and did not get paid for it on time. Unfortunately, this is much more widespread than that. Um, you know, in a shutdown, not all agencies are affected depending on their funding. There's a large number of employees who were just furloughed and were not required to go to work, um, even without pay. Uh, this is much more widespread, and it's, it's horrible. I mean, as I said before, people are literally getting sick and dying. It strikes me that potentially anyone who enters a federal office, regardless of the function or mission of that office, could be a potential plaintiff because the virulent biologic is pretty much everywhere on Earth at this point, not just in a laboratory somewhere. Or Absolutely. Um, and that's a message that I, you know, we want to get across to the people that are making these decisions. When I hear stories about federal workplaces, um, you know, talking about returning employees, um, or when I hear about people not allowing employees who could absolutely telework, not allowing them to do so, it just angers me tremendously because there are common sense steps that the government could be taking to keep these people safe at home um, and then focusing on the people, the employees who don't have the option of teleworking, like being people in the Bureau of Prisons or um, on, you know, military bases. 
uh, TSA workers, Border Patrol. Let's focus on those and keep other people home safe if they're able to telework. Heidi Barakowitz is a lawyer with Kalajarvi, Choosy, Newman and Fitch. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Check out the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.